Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 49. Dear Lord and Father of us all, forgive our foolish ways, reclothe us in our rightful mind, in purer lives thy service find, in deeper reverence praise. Hymn 49. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website 
and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Cherish Humility from Mary Baker Eddy. The readings will now be given by Bruce. I will read from the Bible, Proverbs. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Daniel. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselors and my lords sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, Praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, 
and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Luke. And Jesus answering spake, and he put forth a parable to those which were bidden, when he marked how they chose out the chief rooms, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room. And when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. 1 John Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. First Peter Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. The correlative reading is from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The ego is divine consciousness, eternally radiating throughout all space in the idea of God, good, and not of his opposite, evil. In the scientific relation of man to God, man is reflected not as human soul, but as the divine ideal whose soul is not in body, but is God the divine principle of man. The present stage of progress in Christian science presents two opposite aspects, a full-orbed promise and a gaunt want. 
The need, however, is not of the letter, but the spirit. To consummate this desideratum, mortal mind must pass through three stages of growth. First, self-knowledge. The physician must know himself. Learn what in thine own mentality is unlike the anointed, and cast it out. Let no clouds of sin gather and fall in mist and showers from thine own mental atmosphere. Hold thy gaze to the light, and the iris of faith, more beautiful than the rainbow seen from my window at the close of a balmy autumnal day, will span thy heavens of thought. The second stage of mental development is humility. This virtue triumphs over the flesh. It is the genius of Christian science. One can never go up until one has gone down in his own esteem. Humility is lens and prism to the understanding of mind healing. It must be had to understand our textbook. It is indispensable to personal growth and points out the chart of its divine principle and rule of practice. Cherish humility. Watch and pray without ceasing, or you will miss the way of truth and love. Humility is no busybody. It has no moments for trafficking in other people's business, no place for envy, no time for idle words, vain amusements, and all the etc. of the ways and means of personal sense. The third stage of mental growth is manifested in love the greatest of all stages and states of being. Love that is irrespective of self, rank, or following. Divine love is the substance of Christian science, the basis of its demonstration, yea, its foundation and superstructure. Love impels good works. Love is greatly needed and must be had to mark the way in divine science. He that seeketh aught besides God loseth in life truth and love. All men shall be satisfied when they awake in his likeness, and they never should be until then. 
Human pride is human weakness. Self-knowledge, humility, and love are divine strength. Christ's vestures are put on only when mortals are washed in the blood of the Lamb. We must walk in the way which Jesus marked out if we would reach the heaven-crowned summit of Christian science. The egotist must come down and learn in humility that God never made evil. An evil ego and his assumed power are falsities. These falsities need a denial. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. He taught no selfhood as existent in matter. In his identity, there is no evil. Individuality and life were real to him only as spiritual and good, not as material or evil. This incensed the rabbins against Jesus because it was an indignity to their personality. And this personality they regarded as both good and evil, as is still claimed by the worldly wise. To them, evil was even more the ego than was the good. Sin, sickness, and death were evil's concomitants. This evil ego they believed must extend throughout the universe as being equally identical and self-conscious with God. This ego was in the earthquake, thunderbolt, and tempest. The Pharisees fought Jesus on this issue. It furnished the battleground of the past as it does of the present. The fight was an effort to enthrone evil. Jesus assumed the burden of disproof by destroying sin, sickness, and death to sight and sense. Nowhere in Scripture is evil connected with good, the being of God. And with every passing hour, it is losing its false claim to existence or consciousness. All that can exist is God and his idea. All real being represents God and is in him. Man's real ego, or selfhood, is goodness. If man's individuality were evil, he would be annihilated, for evil is self-destroying. Man's individual being must reflect the supreme individual being to be his image and likeness. God holds man in the eternal bonds of science, in the immutable harmony of divine law. 
experience shows that humility is the first step in Christian science, wherein all is controlled not by man or laws material, but by wisdom, truth, and love. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 126. How sweet, how heavenly is the sight when those who love the Lord in one another's peace delight and so fulfill his word. Hymn number 126.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss that week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone through our dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a Bible study here every month. Our next one will be on Saturday, February 25th at 10 a.m. Information about the Bible study and the Bible study questions will all be posted on the church website in another couple of weeks or so under the This Week's Lesson tab. So keep watching and plan to join us for a really interesting Bible study at 10 a.m. on February 25th. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. You will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in this goal, we have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, 
It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the general name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for those readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude tonight for the, all that I'm learning about how to identify myself and others as made in God's own likeness, expressing intelligence, goodness, joy, etc. I am also very grateful for the tender care of our Father, Mother, God, as said in hymn 361, and not his hand delays who trust in him, his providing, all glad in this confiding, is he who without ceasing prays. I'm very grateful for learning about this prayer as I grow in my understanding of pure Christian science that's available for all. This has been line upon line and step-by-step -step work. It could not be forced. There were many habits and negativity I have had to see and stop in order to live in obedience to God's precepts found in the Bible and science and health and taught correctly here, and I'm still working on them. Recently, I ran into some complications with my computer that I did not know how to fix and did not, had not dealt with before. But this time, instead of panic or assuming it was beyond my abilities, which it appear, part of it appeared to be, I knew that I could not be prevented from completing the task that was at hand and that was, this was God's day and plan. I felt a calm trust that there would be a solution. This was based on past demonstrations, witnessing others, in their demonstrations, and a growing trust in God's presence and care as the walls of resistance have been broken down with the consistent work that I've been doing with my practitioner here. Each day I declare that God is my mind and God is my help. Step by step, the solutions unfolded in a very timely way, and I discovered I had new abilities and I gained some new skills and did find help when needed. I'm very grateful that this little church kept on its mission 
in its love for Mrs. Eddy and Christ Jesus and God and what they're giving to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I just wanted to express my deep gratitude for the meeting tonight and the wonderful readings and for the Plainfield workers and all that they do to spread the word um, of Mary Baker Eddy's amazing discovery of what Jesus showed us. Thank you so much for everything. Good night. Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Some healings in Christian science come very quick. I myself have had some healing, have had wonderful healings that were accomplished in a few days or even hours. Then there are those that seem to drag on and take longer. A number of years ago, I had an incident that has resulted in some paralysis in my left arm and leg. Before coming to Plainfield, I used to believe that if an issue isn't quickly met in Christian science, then I must be doing something wrong, but that thinking is woefully incorrect. I've made lots of strides since coming to this church and working with my Plainfield practitioners. Although the complete healing has not yet come, I'm learning so much about, about my relationship to God on this journey and demonstrating truths that would have surely been missed had this paralysis been quickly healed overnight. For example, last December, I was fortunate to, to spend a week in the country of Colombia. On one of the last days of the, the trip, uh, the tour group was going to ride a ski lift type transport high up to the mountains to explore an historic church. When we exited the transport, there was still a short trek required to reach the church, and I was struggling a bit to make it up the pathway. Then out of nowhere, a tour member interlaces his arm around mine, and the two of us hop and pop up to the church together. And once we arrive, I thank my escort and go and sit on the church steps to catch my breath. When another tour member comes by and offers to escort me up the steep steps into the church itself, or I did not ask for this help and would have found a way to figure it out eventually, the help was generously offered and gratefully accepted. Last weekend, I went on a nature hike near my home. I do my research beforehand and choose hikes and walks that, while may be a little bit challenging, are certainly very doable. Nevertheless, I usually alert the hike leader that I'm working through a physical issue and might be a bit slower than the group. This trail was a little tricky in places, but I fared pretty well until I came to a particularly steep hill. And as I stood there looking up, trying to strategize my ascent, the, higher, the hiker directly above me came down and grabbed my left arm while the one directly behind me quickly came up and grabbed my right arm, and then arm and up, arm and arm like the three musketeers, we climbed that mountain. It reminded me of the trip to Columbia, and I couldn't stop grinning from ear to ear as one to again help appeared when most needed. That's when it really hit me. Help has always been available to me, even though I may not always see it. Just like our leader says, divine love always has and always will meet every human need. I am so grateful for this healing journey and the Plainfield practitioner who is joyfully assisting me along the way. I thank God daily for leading me to this church. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gary. I'm so grateful for every lesson that I've uh, been learning uh, about life, about Christian science in this church. Um, 
I was uh, reading recently, there was a statement in Science and Health that uh, has always meant a great deal to me and reminds me of one of the um, more valuable lessons that I have been learning in this church. Uh, in our textbook, Mrs. Eddy writes, success in error is defeat in truth. Well, I have to smile every time I read this, every time I hear it, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> because uh, when I first came to Plainfield um, as a young man, I, I was quite ambitious. Um, I strove to be successful, and um, but I was stuck in this uh, belief of what success is um, that the world defines as success, you know, better job, more money, more this, more that. Um, and that was really all I could think about as success. Um, however, uh, as I came into the light of Christian science in this church, um, and began to work with a really fine practitioner, a uh, Christian science practitioner in this church, I found my, um, my life becoming more driven, less happy, um, and more questionable as to whether I was doing the right thing or not uh, with my career, with a lot of things in my life. And one day I was particularly unhappy about things and asked the practitioner for help. And I'll never forget, the practitioner just kind of looked at me and said, well, where is God in all this? And who is being blessed by all this? And that was the beginning of a huge change in my life that I consider to be a wonderful healing, actually, because that was when I began to learn that success has nothing to do with what the world tells you it is. Success is in pleasing and obeying God, period. That is the only success that God knows or recognizes or allows. And it's the only success that can ever make one happy and, and fulfilled. And I am so grateful that I began to learn that. And yet, and it made all the difference in my life. I began to make several changes in my life as a result of that. I was on a career path that was supposed to be humanly successful, but was I could see would be absolutely spiritually disastrous. So I got out of it. Uh, made a few other changes in my life that enabled me to be, spend more time closer to home, closer to church, closer to my family, and gave me time to learn about the things in life that were really important. Well, I have to say, um, 
My life has only gotten happier and healthier ever since then. I feel like I have been freed from a very destructive belief about success that would have made my life miserable had I not been lifted out of it by Christian science. Um, my family and I have lacked nothing, but that is because we have learned really well that God really does take care of us when we take care of his business. So I thank the practitioner very much for this help. And I am so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering the science of what life really is all about and giving it, giving it to us in a very practical, uh, in a very practical way. So I'm grateful to Christian science Grateful to be a member of this church, and uh, so happy to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you, Bruce, for the very beautiful and inspiring readings on humility tonight. Uh, thank you for the beautiful music, as always, and the testimonies. Tonight, I wanted to express my gratitude for the Bible study this past Saturday on Revelation and the opening of the seven seals. Now, in the past, the chapter on Revelation was not something that I really understood and, quite frankly, uh, made me feel very uneasy. We're so blessed in this church for what we are given and how we are taught through these Bible study discussions the spiritual interpretations of the Bible. The book of Revelation is now something that I look forward to continue studying instead of avoiding as I did in the past. At the end of our discussion, I loved what Gary read. And when the seventh seal was opened and there was silence in heaven for the period of half an hour and another angel came with a little book, the little book, the comforter that Jesus promised, the spirit of truth and love. This was so comforting and beautiful to me that I felt tears come to my eyes and such a feeling of peace washed, washed over me. I'm so grateful for this experience and I'm so very grateful to Thomas, our moderator, and to all of those who did so, so much work in preparing for this and all the Bible studies that we have. I'm so grateful to our ever-loving God, for Christ Jesus, and to Mary Baker Eddy for her pearl of great price, Christian science, the little book, and promised comforter. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. My gratitude this evening is for all the correct teaching regarding how to pray and watch. Pray without ceasing, as Mrs. Eddy has instructed. In particular, when praying for children, prayers can be found on the children's website for all to use. Included is the entire booklet called Praying and Watching to Bless All Children. 
and on the next to last page is the hymn called The Deer's Cry. I would like to share a section of this Deer's Cry that I use to start my prayers for children each day, for all children, big and small. Quote, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the eye that sees me, Christ in the ear that hears me. I arise today through the mighty strength of the Lord of creation. End quote. We have prayers for all occasions and every need or situation. There is so, these are so wonderful, and my heart is filled with gratitude for learning this and applying it consistently with great love. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for the opportunity to be a member of this church and to be learning how to apply Christian science to my work and life. Last Thursday, we had our annual member meeting, and one thing that was brought up was the need for a better search engine on the website. This need had been previously mentioned, yet I never felt any sort of strong inspiration on how to move forward with it. But since this past meeting, there was talk of hiring a programmer if needed to make it happen. I started to pray in earnest about what there was for me to do. I realized pretty quickly that this may not actually be something for me to do, and it could be like Bruce needing to hire you know, a roofer or people to work on the air conditioners. So I spent time doing research on it over the weekend, mostly looking for something that might feel like I could recommend to the church board to look into. And nothing was really feeling right, and while I have learned it is acceptable to take a questioning step or two while praying for answers, Christian science makes it clear we are never just to bull through using human will. So then on Monday morning, I just got the thought to quickly look at two of the links I had saved. One had a red logo and the other had a blue one. And I got the strong feeling to sign up for the trial edition of the blue one and go for it. It was a long process, but it kept feeling right, and now we have a new search provider that you can access through the magnifying glass icon top right of the website. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, this church, and practitioner support, which all work together to make it so each day is a blessing and an opportunity to do this great work for God and mankind. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, dearest Plainfield Independent. Tonight I wanted to thank you all so very, very much for our global 24-7 reading room and our Unity Watch prayers. I am very grateful for all that I am learning at Plainfield. Love and love's work must fit, as a favourite hymn says. 
I always love attending our Unity Prayer Watch Calls three times a week to join the Holy Prayer of God as the Plainfield Unity Watch prays. One day during our country trip, my phone dropped out with no service available during a Unity Watch call. I tried repeatedly calling back more than ten times when the thought just came, nothing can separate you both from this holy united prayer. So I put my phone down as I prayed and the time ticked over here, 1.01pm, knowing the Plainfield Unity Watch were praying at that moment and I felt the sublime peace of God when my husband suddenly fell asleep behind the wheel and started veering off the road. I cried out, grabbed his arm. He woke up straight away. We pulled right over to the side of the road. We prayed and prayed to thank God for saving us, to thank God for being with us, and to thank God for the holy united prayer that had just saved us. We drove home praying without further incident. How I love our Lord God Almighty. I pray all will bow on bended knee and worship our Christ Jesus and our loving Father, Mother God, King of the universe, who gives us everything. We are very grateful for the huge blessing of that Unity Watch call. We are very grateful for the global 24-7 reading room at Plainfield Independent. Even if you don't know yourself exactly what you are looking for, you will find it. I can't even fathom the vast and mammoth collection, the finest Christian science literature, teachings, articles, readings, meetings, testimonies, hymns, music, singing. It's all presented in the most beautiful way while staying above the automated bots on the internet that would try to disrupt the Word of God. This all once again proves that God is the power behind the work here at this magnificent church. Thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent, for keeping the purity and power of Christian science, for keeping the watch prayer. We have been blessed in countless ways, including saving us from a high-speed collision on a country road. Those trees were huge and we were whizzing past very fast. I am so grateful that God saved us. Truly, Plainfield Independent is the Church of God to be blessing so many of us in this way, free streaming of the truth 24-7 globally. What an achievement. Bicknell Young wrote, quote, Seeing church divinely preserves it. And he then goes on to quote Christ Jesus when he told Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church. Truly, Plainfield Independent have divinely preserved pure Christian science upon the rock spoken of by dear Christ Jesus. Our deepest thanks and love to you all. Our Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Amen and Amen. And now we have a testimony from Kara in North Carolina. I've been praying to demonstrate the unreality of a chronic condition, a number of uncomfortable manifestations, but far worse than anything physical has been the fear that some of the seemingly more debilitating symptoms might 
crop up at inopportune moments. Taking a stand against that fear has been the most challenging aspect of this demonstration, even as it has provided an ongoing clue to overcoming. Because each time I've found a way to take a mental stand, something big has shifted. One of these big shifts has been a new understanding of the Christ consciousness, that I cannot have a mind separate from God, that I can only think and do and be what God thinks and does and is. There is no me separate from the only I am that is all good. The Christ consciousness knows this, and this is the only consciousness I can possess. Recently, my practitioner gave me another aha when she reminded me that I could not have symptoms, but rather was being tempted to believe I had something that God did not and could not and would never create. So the next time symptoms tried to clamor for their reality, for the first time, I saw exactly how I have been tempted by the same screenplay over and over again. Now I'm feeling this, which means in a few hours this might happen, and then I might not be able to do such and so this afternoon. Recognizing this as a temptation instead of my own thinking helped me refuse to entertain it. And that day, I was able to do everything I needed and made huge progress. That night, however, I couldn't sleep. As I prayed, an idea came. There is no history but God's history. Holding to that truth helped me take a stand against this idea that something had been happening that God did not create, something that had been challenging and painful before and so would very likely be so again. And this led me to a memory of something that happened a long time ago when I pat sat for an animal lover who had rescued dogs and cats and even a large white cockatoo. So my first day there, I was in the shower and had just lathered up my head with shampoo when the phone rang. Now, the homeowner told me that when the phone rang, I should check the caller ID and pick it up if it was for me. Otherwise, the call would go to her answering service, which meant if I missed the call, I would have no way of getting a message. So I rushed out of the shower, soap in my eyes, dripping wet across the bedroom to the phone. Now, this children was when phones still had cords. Halfway there, the phone had stopped ringing weird. But I finished my shower, cleaned up the wet floors, thought no more about it until the exact same thing happened the next day. The difference that day, however, was that I had gotten to know the cockatoo, whose cage happened to be right next to the phone. He was very verbal, chatting away, imitating the dog, the cats, the birds. He had a very salty vocabulary. And so a thought came, it couldn't be the bird, could it? No, that was crazy. I mean, how on earth would a bird know exactly when I'd lathered up my head with shampoo? So I dismissed the thought. Until it happened a third day. Well, on the fourth day, I told myself, let the answering machine pick it up. But by the sixth ring, you guessed it, I dripped and slipped to the bedroom floor where the ringing stopped. The fifth day, I made myself stay in that shower. It was a little bit of a knockdown, drag out fight. What if I missed an important call? But the sixth day was better. And on the seventh and the whole week after that, no more calls. As this story came back to me, I thought, well, wasn't this exactly what I'd been doing with this chronic condition? Every time I was tempted to believe it was real and some actual thing I needed to deal with, when in fact, just like those calls, it had always been nothing claiming to be something. 
I remembered being a kid in Sunday school, hearing the story of Eve and the serpent, and my teacher saying, snakes can't talk. She was trying to teach us that the temptation came to Eve through her own thinking. Well, apparently I didn't pass that class with flying colors because it wasn't until the other night that I finally got it. That mischievous, observant cockatoo had recognized my fixation on getting phone calls, and it knew exactly how to sucker me in. But it had only worked because I got suckered, just like I had gotten suckered into believing in a long human history of a me separate from God. (laughs) What a lie. That night as I prayed, God helped me see all that. And then God gave me my very own commandment. Yep. Now, I'm no Moses here, but I thought I'd share my commandment with anyone else it might help. Because now, whenever a lie claims to be true, I am going to remind myself in no uncertain terms, thou shalt never answer the bird. Thank you. (laughs) Dale from Virginia. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much. I'm really humbled by all these testimonies and gives me a little chuckle as well. Um, Thank you so much for those very important and vital readings on cherishing humility. It's only as we put self in the background and put God first and put God and his Christ first in the forefront of our life do we begin to see things correctly and overcome problems without fear. I have an old calendar statement from this church that says, quote, look out with Christ-colored glasses and see divinity manifested in the smallest details of life. That's from John Morgan. I'm finding that to be true. As we reject the human picture and ask God what he sees in a certain situation, it changes how we look at and react to whatever is presenting itself. Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. Taking our example from him, we too can know that we ourselves can do nothing. But with God, we can do whatever we have to do. I'm very grateful for the instruction and spiritual uplift that is to be found in this independent church where we are taught our oneness with God as his reflection and our brotherhood with all mankind. Thank you for tonight's service. Thank you. Barbara Orkin from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, please. Hello. I just wanted to express my gratitude for the archived Bible studies and roundtables, for making um, watches, prayers, and arguments available to us, and so many other things. And wow, we even have a new search engine. Uh, what could be better? Thanks so much. Thank you. Mishaela from Canada. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you, Bruce, for these 
tremendous readings on cherishing humility. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Last week, I found myself in a discussion with someone. During this discussion, I did find I was accused unjustly of certain things, as had happened many times before. Before, I would have argued and justified myself, but this time I didn't. I did say very little. Instead, I was aware of God's presence and the presence of just the one mind, not many minds arguing. At one point, it was suggested to end the discussion, and I agreed. After such discussions, you usually negative feelings would linger in both of us. To my surprise this time, that was not the case. Instead, the other person said that we will not let this spoil our day. I happily agreed to this. I, I am so grateful and happy about this unfolding of God's grace in both of us, in me to not engage actively in discussion, but stay humble in God's presence, and in the other person for changing from a complaining, accusing mood to the realization that God's day will not be spoiled. All this is because I hear so many wonderful testimonies here and because I have a practitioner who reminds me of what I have to keep in my mind and I'm learning to apply the truth more in my daily life. And for that, I'm deeply grateful today and also for all Christ Jesus did and for all Mary Baker Eddy gave us. Have a good night. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce, for the beautiful readings uh, on humility. It's very essential. I am so grateful for something I learned through Christian science about humility. And I'll be brief because most of what I had to say has already been said by previous uh, test testifiers. On page 199 of the Blue Book, Mrs. Eddy tells a student, self-depreciation is not humility, but the meanest kind of pride because it admits a sense of self apart from God. This gave me a lot to think about because we cannot mistake humility for self-depreciation. It is a wonderful example that Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddie gives us, give us. When we look at how they lived, we can be humble in walking this narrow path. But self-depreciation is not humility. It really is a freedom 
walk this path instead of any sense of pride or self-depreciation. I just wanted to make that clear because I know that maybe a lot um, like myself, I used to think self-depreciation was humility. It's not. I'm so grateful for all the testimonies and for everything that has been shared, plus the readings and the music. Very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. A um, few things to read. Uh, what I'm reading is uh, about last week's testimony meeting. Um, this one is from North Carolina. The humility expressed in this evening's testimonies inspires humility in me. Much gratitude. And then Mississippi. Thanks to everyone for all the inspiring testimonies. I love the beautiful examples of people living in a selfless way, trusting God and wanting to bless others. I especially love the quote from Jeremy, quote, trust without reservation that God will take care of tomorrow, and all I need to do is what he inspires me to do today, end quote. What a comforting way to live. Thank you so much. And then Florida. Thank you for the inspirational newsletter that arrived in my mailbox yesterday. I enjoyed the beautiful photos of, I guess it's pronounced Moen, um, especially the gray geese flocks forming a heart in the sky. <clears throat> and that was contributed by Stefan from Germany. Congratulations on the new sound system um, paid for by our dear Jim and Jeremy's demonstration on the importance of praying each step of the way and bringing uh, it to fruition, as well as Mrs. Evans' quote, don't try, do it. I'm also thankful for the guidelines for watches offered on your website. The one on children is especially important now, more than ever, as well as government. You probably know that Myrtle Smith's lecture on the prayer that heals is available on YouTube. She outlined steps on how she healed by praying the Lord's Prayer in Northern Ireland, a powerful testimony, joyful blessings. And then from the Netherlands, if God does not think it, can it be real? Myrtle Smith was a good old warrior and her talks are very practical and full of God's love. And then this is a, a testimony from California. Recently I was driving on the freeway and my car died. I saw an exit right in front of me so I pulled my car over, put my flashers on and parked it while still on the exit ramp. I was scared. The freeway cars came by so fast they were shaking my car with the wind of their velocity. I got out of my car and called a male friend thinking he would come right away and save the day. He told me to call my service provider, call a tow truck, then call him back. I was disappointed in his response and started to resent him. After calling my service provider and arranging the tow, which I was told would take about an hour and a half, I didn't know if I should stand on the side of the road or sit in my car. I didn't know which was safer and could feel a mental tennis match starting. I decided to sit in the back seat of my car with my seatbelt on. 
Then it occurred to me to pray. I was so full of fear, all I could say was, God is good, God is good, God is good. I felt like a little scared rabbit. I remembered then I had my phone with me, which had direct access to the Plainfield website. But before I could even get to the website, I saw last or a recent Wednesday testimony meeting on my screen. Silent tears of gratitude came. Just hearing Carol's voice say, the meeting is now open, assured me of, of God's presence. Still fear tried to overtake me when I thought of an hour and a half wait, and the resentment toward my friends started to rise again. I listened to the testimonies. Janet from Georgia and her plastic Adirondack chair floating in the middle of the lake was the first one. When I first heard this testimony, I remember thinking, what an odd testimony. <laughs> I never would have thought to turn to God over, I would never have thought to turn to God over a plastic chair. But at that mo moment, in the back of my car, on the side of the freeway, with no power to my vehicle, I felt like that floating Adirondack chair in the middle of the lake. It made me smile. I remembered how the neighbor and her husband went to get their fishing poles while Janet prayed. I heard in her testimony that, quote, it appeared the wind was moving it in their direction. This piqued my interest because it appeared the wind from the car zipping by was pushing my car around and it kept stirring up my fears. But in the middle of these fears, I remembered something someone else at Plainfield said. I am not a little scared rabbit running around seeking God's protection. I am a lion equipped with God's power. So the wind of the car zipping by was moving me in the right direction too. It was moving me to rest in God, which moved me to the Plainfield Testimonies. As I listened to Janice, Janet's testimony, the calm came, and the wind from the car zipping by seemed to not be as strong. I continued to listen to the testimony. Janet and her husband rescued the chair, and then Janet turned to her husband and said, we thank God for this demonstration of love. And her husband said, yes, we do. Sitting in my car, I felt the love and her husband had toward each other, and it brought up tears of joy and tears of gratitude for the recognition I can give love today when I see it expressed between two people. And then I felt the resentment I had toward my friend. It didn't respond to my call and help me the way he wanted to, the way I wanted him to. But God did. And God will keep pushing me with the wind to where he wants me to be and into the arms of love. I don't need to resent my friend for this. The tow truck driver arrived within 30 minutes. He was very respectful. As he drove me in my car home, he said, You know, I had someone on the freeway to get before you, but I couldn't find him, and then I saw you. He saw God's little old Adirondack. <laughs> <laughs> he delivered me and my car safely home, and when we parted, we both said, God bless you. Thank you, Janet, for your testimony. Thank you to all the voices at Plainfield. You are the light that leads me to the shore when I feel like the floating Adirondack in the middle of the lake. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for writing everything down. Thank you, Jesus, for proving to us that what you were talking about is real. 
and thank you to my practitioner who is praying for me to gain the understanding of this science. Sincerely and with love. So I have more, but I'll read them next week. And I just like to say what a beautiful testimony meeting, all these beautiful, unique, original testimonies of how God has helped them and how he always will help us when we turn to him. And yes, beautiful readings on humility, taken largely from Mrs. Eddy's beautiful article on the way. It's always such a, a wonderful blessing and a privilege to be here with you all. I'm so grateful, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 227. O Lord, where'er thy people meet, there they behold thy mercy seat. Where'er they seek thee, thou art found, and every place is hallowed ground. Hymn number 227. <coughs>